Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest has been a single parent for the last 10 years, alongside being a director and then a chief operating officer for a consultancy business. Throughout that time, she has juggled the challenges of building a supportive, positive home environment for herself and her child, whilst handling the increasing demands and expectations of an executive role in what has become an increasingly volatile world. She has worked through various situations that at times have felt overwhelming, trying to create more time being present for the right people at the right time, managing her guilt for not always being there for her daughter, being concerned with comparing herself to others and what her daughter might be missing or losing out on and struggling with being the role model she wants to be for her daughter. Not only all that, but she has felt challenged at work about her dedication, felt vulnerable to criticism and has felt the need to work twice as hard as others to prove her worth, struggled with visibility and setting boundaries to find a harmonious balance between home and work. Jessica Reese Griffiths has always been motivated by working with individuals and teams to achieve their best. And so she is here today because she wants to take what she has learned and support others in similar situations to find their way to be their best selves and be successful at home and work. This is the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi, welcome Jessica. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it's great. It's great. So look, wow. In exec life for you, um, like, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you've gone from, well, I've gone croaky, how you've gone from (laughs) being, um, you know, in positions of power within the corporate world and why you said, I don't want to do that. I want to help people Mm. and how you moved to there. And then we'll talk about all the challenges you encountered at work. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, of course. So... Yes, I mean, I had quite a sort of um, a varied career, if you like. Actually, when I finished college, the plan was to go and do law. Um, But actually, my father passed away quite suddenly. And so I just wasn't in the headspace. And uh, my dear mum was like, that's absolutely fine, but you have got to go and earn some money. So I basically (laughs) um, started off as an administrator working for a small uh, company of surveyors, and really, for the next 10 to 12 years, I, I jumped around various roles in quite different types of businesses and different size of companies. And they had different structures, you know, some managed by committee, some are very hierarchical, um, some are quite flat structured. And, and I think, actually, I was lucky in that I had that uh, real variety of um, different ways of working, if you like, different experiences and then I guess it was in, after about 12 years, I, I was very fortunate and landed in an international development consultancy company and they were growing. Um, and I, I did, I took opportunity. So they, um, they were, they were on a fast trajectory growing very quickly. So that, that just opened up lots of different oh, opportunities. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, and there was, I traveled to lots of interesting places, lots of interesting experiences. Um, and I sort of ended up as a, in a director level, sort of in my sort of mid thirties, and I, you know, I loved it. But I worked twenty four seven, and it was it was my life. Um, and I did, uh, I gave pretty much everything to it, and it was it got a lot of, you know, it got my, it was a real priority. Um, but I also found myself in my mid thirties unexpectedly single, and I'd always wanted to have a family, so I. And it's one of those things about, 
you know, do you just let it go? I, I didn't, I hadn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't meeting anybody that I thought would potentially, you know, it wasn't going to be. Yeah, for the I right do. Reasons. I know exactly where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, what's your motivation? Is it the relationship or is it actually having a child? So, and because, you know, I was fortunate to be in the position that I was, and I have very supportive um, family. I'm the youngest of five. Um, I decided to go it alone and I I had my daughter at 39 um, as a single mum. And it was the most wonderful thing. Um, and she's now 10. I think and some really... of us wish as single parents that we'd gone it alone, believe you me. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't want to get I guess each situation I guess has its pros and cons. Oh, exactly. Oh yeah. No, defo. Defo. Um <laughs> so and I think, you know, I'd so organized, so planned, because obviously, you know, one had to be. But I think I did sort of misjudge a little bit about how I was going to continue to live my life in a way that was going that was going to have to be different to how I'd lived before. And I hadn't I hadn't worked that that through. And so really, you know, through lots of trial and error and some really difficult times and some, you know, times where I've had to sort of say, look, this isn't I can't do this anymore. That's kind of feeling quite overwhelmed or you just do or you just feel like you're doing everything badly because you're you're just permanently trying to please everybody else. You're it's everybody else's demands that you're actually responding to. So life becomes very responsive and you're sort of just you're just there. And it's life happens sort of to you, not for you um, kind of thing. Um, and you I think you read, you know, you'll have certain certain experiences where you I would just think actually I'm not quite sure this is what I signed up for. And I'm pretty sure it's not my what my daughter signed up for. Um and I did make a number of changes throughout those 10 years. And, you know, I had to make shifts and, you know, my views changed on what I wanted, what was important, etc. But then really I got to a point, you know, just over a year ago where actually I come across a lot of women in, you know, busy working mums, uh, single parents as, as well as those that are in relationships and, and single parents in different situations as well. Um, and I just, you know, you end up having lots and lots of conversations and kind of saying, well, these are the kinds of things I tried, um, you know, give it a go or just through being a sounding board and, and a support. And I think when you're in it, you don't always ask for help. You just keep managing and and moving on and moving through it as best you can. Um, and so I took a decision to actually just sort of think, well, you know, I have an experience. It's everybody's experience is different. But even if they can take one or two things from me, which means they can short circuit some of that pain. Um, and in you know, and, and life is not such you know ups and downs. Actually they get from A to B a little bit quicker, then I'd like to be able to make that contribution. So that's why I've ended up kind of in my situation today. Yeah, because sometimes when you're in in it, like mm. you said, you're just trying to survive, right? So you're very reactive. And sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees, right? Mm. So you're basically there going, I don't know how to get out of this. I'm not really sure what's what, you know, I'm not really sure what work wants from me. I'm not really sure... Mm how I'm doing at home and I feel like I'm failing at home because I'm not there doing things, you know, from, for my son or my daughter or whatever, you know, and, um, and that you, and you're just <laughs> like, you feel like you're just a little, you're either just con like a swan, really. You're trying to yeah, stay like so. coping on the surface and paddling like but crazy. Actually not. And you feel yeah. stuck. And I yes. think the thing is, is that it doesn't often take much for, for you to, to do a shift it because I think people and certainly I used to think oh I'm gonna have to make loads of big changes and actually that's not really what it is it's small changes but that tend to be consistent um and I think the other thing I I would say is I never used I never stopped to think about like who I wanted to be as a mum uh what type of role model I wanted to be um, what was even important to me, you know, you grow up in a, you know, with influences from like your family, your friends, or, 
you know, you, you experience lots of things, but then you don't ever sort of take the time out to go, well, actually, no, actually, what do I, what is important to me? Because, and then you sort of, you just sort of doing, you're doing stuff. Um, and quite often it's, it's not the stuff that even you're, you're feeling that passionate about, but it's just, it's just happening. Yeah. Like standing at the kitchen window. I did this the other day. I stood at the kitchen window and I was like, oh my God, is this my life? So I've got to change this. <laughs> cause I'd like got my son moaning cause he didn't want to eat whatever he had for dinner. And then he's like, cause we do schoolwork as well. Cause it's yeah. several different areas he needs to sort out. So he didn't want to do his schoolwork. He didn't want to have a shower. He didn't want to eat his oh, dinner. Yeah, no, I know that one well. Like, like, yeah, I don't like, he's seven water. and like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to get clean. Don't want to, don't want to get ready for bed. Oh, and, all yeah. and I'm just stood at the kitchen window and Oh my God, is this my life? Does this get any different? And I suppose yeah. it, it will get different, but it will just be, he don't want it's to do different stuff. Yeah. It's kind of evolving, isn't it? And I think that's the other thing. I mean, you, you just, it's so easy when you're in that feeling of overwhelm that actually you do start saying to yourself, is that this isn't working. That's not working. It's all negative when in actual fact, you kind of need to spin it around to say, actually, you know, it's good that, you know, he's able to have an argument with me about going to the bath. It doesn't feel good, but it's all right. It's negotiation. There are times where I go, oh my God, just do what I want you to do, right? It's like, because his negotiation skills are pretty good, right? And um, I think they are in yeah. the I think they're way better than when, um, <sighs> certainly my 10 year old. I mean, well, I just don't think, I think it's acceptable to ask. And I think mm. when I was growing up, when my mother said, go and have a bath, you know, I just went and had a bath. Whereas, you like, yeah, I don't know what, yeah, so maybe my memory's gone. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. my mum would go, oh, yeah, no. Mm -mm. But I don't know. And I don't know if the challenge is that I was probably more scared of my dad than my mum. So if I didn't do what my mum did, my dad, I definitely would do. I don't know. And maybe because he hasn't got that element. I don't know, but, um, mm. yeah, it is, it's, yeah, it's interesting. So when you had your daughter, those 10 years ago, crikey, yeah. uh, and it goes quickly, doesn't it? Um, mm. did you, did you, how long did you have off work? Did you go, like, what was the yeah, situation? I have, yeah, I didn't have, so I had been very, I'd been very planned around childcare and I was, you know, I'm was fortunate because I was in an executive role. So I, I had a nanny, um, oh, which perfect. really made life very manageable at, at some level. Um, but I think, you know, I took four months off work and then then returned. So not a huge amount of time. And I just, I didn't make any adjustments. I just, you know, continued to carry on thinking, well, I can, I can work when, you know, she'll be asleep. I hadn't thought about the fact that, oh yeah, well, you're just going to feel jet lagged for two years because you won't have had, you know, proper sleep and, um, you know, driving around for hours, uh, trying to get her to have a bit of sleep. Oh, don't. Yeah, because you think they're going to sleep, don't you? Feed them, they're going to well, sleep. You, you My do, son didn't. And if you're, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and I was lucky because I had the nanny. So, you know, the nanny came from eight to six, so that gave me that that window. But I was tired, I mean, I was tired. Um, and I, and I wasn't, and I knew I wasn't as fresh as I was before and I was still trying to do the same amount of work in actually much less time available and and it was my and I made it more difficult for myself and my colleagues because in hindsight and I remember sort of helping somebody with this of saying before you even return to work think about your role you know what resources do you have available to you? What are the really important functions that you have to perform? What are the real musts? What are the shoulds? You know, where's that? Where's the negotiation? What's important to your boss? What's going to be important to your team? And actually just have a bit of a game plan, which enables you to focus on the really important stuff. Because you can't you can't do it the twenty four seven like you did before. You can't give the hundred percent to every single task. 
you'll end up doing, oh, well, that, you know, that any room, I'm only going to get 50% of myself for that task because it's not as important as X, Y, and Z. And I think what happened to me was because I went back going, oh, this will be fine. And, you know, she'll sleep. And then I'll just, you know, and I remember having her asleep. Um, she's a bit bigger, but she was in my bed, you know, and you're on your laptop. And I remember catching myself in a mirror going, this is just crazy. I know, it's insane, isn't it? Not, not good. But But for my colleagues, it was difficult because you know, they just assumed I was fine because I'd always worked like that. And I came back and continued to work like that. And then I started to make, make changes, which kind of enabled me to have much more, more balance in that um, I just wasn't available 24 seven anymore. You know, I had a separate work phone to home phone. That was critical. Okay. That was a good Um, change. Yes. I, was not I stopped sending emails after a certain amount of time in the day so then people after a period of time the expectation was oh yeah Jess isn't sort of around during that that time but it became quite subtle but it was very consistently implemented so that actually I was communicating when I wanted to communicate and people mirror your behavior if you do it enough and, and consistently and and the other and putting a lot of boundaries down. So I spent several years, you know, trying to do the sports day, the meetings, the board dinner, the office party, and everybody you let everybody down, including yourself. You never have a good time because you're just dipping in and out. And then, you know, and so I think you just have to make some calls around actually, I'm just gonna do two board dinners out of four board dinners. And that's it. And, you know, babysitter covering it, I can be properly present, but I'm not going to be there for the Christmas board dinner because it's not important at that time. It's more important that I'm at the school play and I'm properly present. I don't pop in for 20 minutes. You always miss the pit where your child's on the stage and you're the one tiptoeing out the back and it's just not Yeah. (laughs) But... But it's that it's uh, for me, a lot of it was about uh, it was my own perception of things rather than than other people. And certainly at work, I got into a bit of a phase where um, particularly since I was changing my work patterns, you know, then you worry about visibility and accessibility and are people having a view. And nobody had a view whatsoever. That was about me and actually saying to myself, well, you know, unless somebody says anything, it's, this isn't an issue. I was making it a potential problem that, that wasn't uh, there. And obviously, you know, you have performance reviews, et cetera. And I did used to sort of challenge and say, you know, um, I know my work patterns might seem a bit different. And they were like, well, you know, but the performance is, yeah, the performance was okay. But but it was, and I think because I was very clear about what I was going to attend and what I wasn't going to attend, and I didn't change things at last minute, it meant that everybody kind of knew what was happening. But for me, I think one of the the really positive things was that she was the role modelling for other people because actually what it gave, it gave permission for better work-life balance for everybody in my team because they didn't email at silly hours they because they start to go well actually that's that's the way of working and it's much more acceptable now I mean I don't know about you but when I was younger it was a badge of honor to do like the 80 hour week and it's just ridiculous um and thankfully that that feels like it's that's moving uh moving away so it yeah was, thankfully yeah. with COVID I think COVID's actually introduced yeah. I mean I'm still working from home, although I do go in the office um, occasionally. Mm. Um, in fact, I've now, I've now kitted my office out with a stand-up desk oh, and a bloody yeah. running machine so I can, um, <laughs> while I'm in meetings, I can walk and stuff like that because I just find that when you're in the office, mm. you tend to walk around to meetings, yeah, you, you do, walk yeah. to go and get coffee and things. But when you work from home, right, I'm going, yeah, just I don't really move. Like eight hours sitting at my desk. 
I might get up and go to the kitchen for a coffee, but it ain't really like 10,000 steps, right? So I'm sort of going, I've got to like make myself a little bit more healthier. Mm. And yes, I probably could log off and go out for an hour or whatever and go for a walk around the neighborhood, mm. right? Some days you can't do that. No. And so for those days I'm going, is and it's different when you're in the office as well. So, mm. yeah. So it's quite interesting what you were saying about, other people around you at work right because and i maybe ha I'm, I'm well i'm sort of in an, an exec role now but mm -hmm. um i've 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 experienced um and i know male colleagues of mine have experienced male single dads yeah and this okay. is where i really feel for the single dads mm -hmm. out there um and it might just be how australia is geared up for this working environment maybe we're a little bit behind the uk because you're in the uk um but i've found when i originally i took seven months off and i had to go back to work because uh, i needed the money mm. and um when i went and i work as a project program manager you know million yeah. dollar projects yeah. and stuff and i was a little bit like you right i worked i've worked in london i've worked all over the world you know and um you know, it's you, you're on call 24 seven, right? You're delivering yeah. a multi-million dollar or multi-million pound project, yeah. global project. And so the buck stops at you. You're responsible for that delivery. Any yeah. risks or issues that come up, any resourcing issues, you know, things break and fall over and you've oh, got to make yeah, sure you've got yeah. all of the contingencies and stuff there. And so it was a little bit like I'm on call 24 seven. Anyone can get in contact with me. Yeah, I, I had changes that were going through at like 10 o'clock at night, yeah, you know, midnight or whatever, because that's what they go through at night, yeah. right? Because nobody's working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there were those sort of things, right? However, I found, and I've had male colleagues who have actually been, um, well, basically been told, here's your two weeks notice, we can't employ you anymore because we need you to be in the office nine to five, blah, 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 and all of this stuff. Um, see you later. Yeah. Uh, because they've had to leave early to go home to get their kids or all of those sort of challenges. I originally was three days a week. I was told I couldn't work part-time anymore in the role I was in. Yeah. So I went four days a week. And then I was told, well, I'm sorry, you can't work four days a week. We won't be able to employ you if you don't go full time. So there's those sort of challenges. Did you encounter anything? No, I didn't. So I, or did you see anything I think, regarding other people? So I think what I, so what I think I, I think UK employment law, it is gives, you know, it does help employees. Um, you can't, you know, you can't just say to somebody I'm sorry you can't do this on three days you know if it if it's been a three day a week um job you can't can't just turn around and say you know there's a whole process to be gone through and okay there might be redundancy etc but but I think actually we're it's probably better in the UK than than in Australia and that I've never you know I haven't been subject to that I think what I what I've seen is that um there can be a view that if you're um a a mum, you're there's a, there's some assumptions that get made, which might be you're not as committed as you used to be. Um uh well they're just not going to be able to do stuff because you know they're they've got I actually other... don't know what that means though. No, like, you're not response. committed yeah, as you used to be, committed. right? Because I go, there's a job yeah. to be done. There's and a you job just to be done. And, and and actually, well, it's the assumption that you no longer care about work and actually for a lot of people you know everybody is different and so for me being a stay-at-home mum it wouldn't be be the best it wouldn't bring out the best in me I, I would Nor not be me. my best self for my my daughter or my family or anybody but for others that might be that that's their you know that's their real key key spot so and I think, but I do think there's some assumptions come in. And actually, quite often, they're, they're some of the most efficient workers because they have to be so organised and planned and coordinated and they get things done really, really quickly because they have to. But 
there is that sort of bias that I think is is there. And um and I've certainly known, and it's a few years ago, so I think it's better. But if you're not in an executive position, I definitely have female colleagues and I would be the same for, for male who, you know, you feel awkward about saying, I actually need to leave the office because I need to pick my children up from school today because something's happened. And that is, is just not right. So I think it's definitely there, but I think it, it has got a lot better than what it was maybe 10, 5, 10 years ago. But I think, you know, and then the other, but the other one I, I used to really amuse me, and this is where, you know, the whole sort of gender bias comes in because I I was on a management team with mainly with mainly men and you know they didn't mean anything by it but you used to get comments like oh my wife's away this week and I'm just having to do everything and it's really really challenging (laughs) so I used to go oh welcome to my world this is what I do you know and they'd be like oh gosh yeah Coley you know I have yeah I, I yeah I didn't it's just don't think about it yeah I love the one where they go oh you know, they've my my husband or my wife have, has been sick all week, and yeah. so and I'm like, okay, they've been sick. They're still at home. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Like I'm like, this is my week every week. This is like it is. I don't get a break. Being, being ill as a single parent is awful. It's, it's, it's the one. It's that's people say to me, you know, how do you find being a single parent? And I'm like, you know what? Ninety percent of the time is absolutely fine. But it's that. It's the I said if if I'm sick or they're sick. But if we're both sick, it's just game over. <laughs> well, we both had COVID. We both had COVID <laughs> what, a year ago or whatever. Must be mm. a year ago now. And um, we spent three days in bed. So yeah. mummy had to order takeout. So my son <laughs> thought it was great because he was on his iPad for three days while mummy yeah. was like in and out of consciousness. Yeah. Um, I didn't really eat anything. Mind you, he didn't really eat anything either. No. But I was so dizzy when I got up to do anything oh, I was yeah, like, there's no way I'm going to be standing at cook right. so that's what you do I mean yeah. I have got great friends I've got a great network here so friends and neighbors were awesome yeah but yeah we just ordered takeout for three days yeah. I was just like what do you do like get but it all delivered do, like you, you do get yeah. through it and I think but I think the main thing is to not give yourself a hard time about how you yeah manage it and it's the com- I went this is three days out of 365 yeah. so I'm right I know exactly and comparing is just you know, I, I, you know, I used oh. to worry about, oh, well, you know, is Alice getting the same as everybody else with a single parent family? You know, and you worry and you worry and you worry and you worry and and you always think everybody else has got it, you know, sewn up. And actually, you know, everybody worries about their children from a different perspective. It did, you know, whatever family structure you're in so I think it's really important just to focus on yourself and your relationship with your child and is it is it moving in the direction you want it to and you know is it better than it was a month ago if it wasn't where you wanted it to be rather than sort of yeah worry we just worry too much I think about other people and what they think well I was going to say did you actually did you get any mummy guilt and like oh yeah how did you dispel it yeah no so have I I, so um, have I yeah, and actually, you know, I had when I uh, stopped my corporate role and started to do this, I I had quite I had a conversation with my, you know, she was nine at the time, but I asked her. I said, um, you know, I'm going to sort of change what type of work I'm doing, and you know, and she was like, oh, yeah, okay, and yeah, you know, she was like, oh yeah, I think it's really interesting, and. You know, because definitely there was times when, you know, your work was way more important than me. And, you know, oh, wow. you just, yeah, and, you know, she was very honest. And and I know what it what it what it is, because it would be in the evenings when she wanted something and somebody was on the phone. And it's those small things that you think are quite small, but actually they just got in they got in her way and they stood yeah. between her and, and me and the person on the phone call was the priority not not her I remember somebody saying to me yeah you will feel guilty and I think but I think because of how I made the decision to have a child on my own 
I I was a bit I I'm not gonna feel guilty. I'm I'm I will love this child. They are my world. And the most important thing is that they feel loved. And actually that's what I need to focus on. And yeah, I have to, I've made definitely made errors, but but I'm also I thought, well, actually, I'm glad she could tell me. You know, I'm glad she could turn around and say, you know what? I mean, she said, you know, you're a great mum. But yeah, sometimes, you know, I did think, well, work's obviously more important. But but we do talk about it. And that's one thing I do a lot more now is I would talk about, you know, I'm going to have to do this piece of work and it is going to get in the way of this. And that's so, so much better than just trying to, surreptitiously do your stuff whilst they're doing um things over here yeah yeah I mean my son said that about my work this podcast etc like oh and he normally normally says to me mommy have you got to do work tonight because when I put him to bed yeah I sort of say right buddy I give him a kiss I go right mommy's gonna go off and do some work now so he and self-settle himself down because yeah. nine times out of ten he wants a cuddle until he's yeah. off to sleep and then mummy's got to creep off the bed but um that's my <laughs> rod that, that I've made <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my rod that I've made um yeah maybe and then I'll get a stinky teenager who won't want me in the bedroom at all right so you know well I think that's it's so I think about pros that. and cons <laughs> yeah it's the pros and cons we we do the cuddle and actually I'm just like oh I'm I'm gonna protect that because yeah, the, yeah. the day will come where it'll be like, don't ever come into my room ever again. <laughs> yeah. And I and so I keep that. It, it, it's also, I don't know if you use it as well, but I reframe stuff in yeah. my head, like, Definitely. you know, how grateful I am yeah. that um, I have memories with him. Yeah. Um, and I'm are creating memories with him. Yeah. And I suppose, it, like, you don't have the other side of the fence, no, as it I were. Don't have but that. like, yeah. No. But like, his dad, oh, his dad is non-existent, and so I just feel sad. Mm. And I had a conversation with his dad yesterday, and I just felt sad that he's not creating memories with him. Yeah, but that's and his choice lose, and his decision. Yeah, he will lose, and he will lose. You know, your son will lose out a little bit, but actually, it's it's his father is hugely losing losing out. But, yeah. What can I say? Mm. So, okay. So how do people juggle? How do you, like, how do you, as a single, like if we take single parent, right? Like you said at the beginning, right? And you went through a whole load of questions that you need to ask yourself, right? And I was like, oh my God, they're so good, right? I'm going to have to write (laughs) these down later. But like, um, so what are the key considerations? So, um, and it's and it look and we all become single parents in various mm. different diff, different situations, right? It could be through bereavement, yeah. it could be through a separation, it could be that you've decided I'm doing IVF. This is the avenue I'm going through, and I've got several friends here. That's mm. what they did. They didn't want a relationship. Yeah. That's just messy, right? So, um, yeah, and I have to agree <laughs> with them. But um, if that's if you're then you've then become a single mm. parent what are the things you need to consider mm. so in change that are going to change, change that, that you balance. yeah so i think i think for me what's important is that there is a bit of reflection time um and there's a great tool uh, called the wheel of life and it's it's a very simple tool but we all have things that are important to us. And the problem with the whole home life, home work, you can, it can become polarised. So, you know, people say to me, well, mm. you know, you've got, you know, you get like, so you've got your time all sorted at home with your children and that's all good and you've got work, okay. But you still don't feel bad because actually you might need access to friendships. That connection is really important to make you feel like the best person possible. You might need um, financial stability might be really important in that you're somebody who likes to have a wage coming in every month. Or you might be somebody who actually doesn't mind a bit of ambiguity and wants to be self-employed. Health is a big pull. You know, if your health isn't in a good place, you can't really do very much. So 
there's lots of different areas in life you know I don't know it's probably 10 or 15 and I think it's about picking the ones that are important to to me so for me um it's definitely um you know family uh friends uh financial stability um but contribution is very important and actually learning and and development and actually if those five things i'm continuously focusing on i actually feel far more balanced and then actually I'm focused and because I'm focusing on them and I talk about them, that's where my energy goes. It doesn't go on noise, quite frankly, from others that are making demands. It'll be like, actually, that's not it's not going to serve me. So I'm not going to to do that. So I think there's a what I would say is there's a real self self reflection piece, which which are those big questions. Who do I want to be? What role model do I want to be for my children? What do I want to achieve at work? What do I want to achieve as a person? You know, what kind of friend do I want to be? What kind of family member do I want to be? What contribution is important? Is there any learning that I want to do? And just, you know, just write all over a bit of paper just to get yourself thinking so that you then start to understand a bit more about you and what's important. And then you focus on those things but then you put the time into those elements which actually support you to be like i think in a good mindset definitely and like living i think i'll come back to that but and you've got those balance across the different areas which i think put you in the best possible position to actually juggle and you're juggling things that are important to you not that actually are just a waste of time so i had um I was asked a question the other day um, and it was but it was a it was a single mum and she was like, oh, I think I probably need to get a cleaner. But I just feel really bad because I can't clean my own house. And I was like, what? And she said and and she said, you know, I'm I'm spending the time cleaning my house and not with my children. And I just said, well, what do you think they would say? They much prefer to spend time with mum having fun. And she just said, you know what? I just felt that I was. I, it was something about me not being able to do. And I said, you, you, that's your, that's a you thing. Forget it. Get a cleaner. I agree with you. I agree with you. It is mm. a you thing, right? Um, I'm now getting a gardener. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I sound like the queen. But, you know, I, I, the thing is, I've sat there and exactly what you were saying, I've gone, it takes me half yeah. a day to cut the lawns. Do, and I haven't got that big a garden, right? But it's yeah. me. I don't take, you know, but to cut the lawns, weed a few flower beds, etc. It's half a day. There are some people out there who enjoy yeah. doing that. I don't really no, want to do you it. Right? Do. And I think, Pete, that's one thing yeah. that you can do as part of your support network is say, what are the what are the activities that I don't have to do? Could somebody else be doing them? Which actually takes a pile of stuff away. So, so I think, yeah, there's the reflection piece. There's definitely networks. Have you got the right support networks? Um, and you pulling on other resources like cleaners, gardeners, um, you know, making sure that you've got a couple of really good babysitters who are sort of part of your structure so that you can go and have time with your friends. You can even go and have time for yourself um, if you need to, if that's what's important to you. I think, you know, it's focusing on those important um, things. And then I think there's also something around whatever you do just doing it consistently because the more you do it the more it will stick and the more success you will gain from it yeah yeah i agree i agree how um so that's you personally right so that's you and i think that's really good because i think you're right you need to reflect on you um, I know a lot of the time when you become a single parent, you're like, okay, Jesus, how am I going to get all of this stuff mm -hmm. done, right? Um, like, how am I going to do work? How am I going to do? And you, and it's a panic, anxiety situation to be in as a single parent. Like, if yeah. you're thrown into being a single parent as such, because at least with doing the IVF avenue, you can plan a little bit more, right? As so, well. Absolutely. within limits obviously within because, limits but you can you, know. you absolutely can plan and I think the overwhelm piece like you know you can get totally 
overwhelmed by your to-do list. And I think there's something around, you know, we make lists and they're just lists. And that can be the most demotivating um, sort of thing. And and actually, because you haven't put anything off your list, because you spent everything just reading it. But I think there are different ways of doing your to-do list. So um, I think for me... What I what I started doing was categorizing my to-do list so that actually you end up with um say for example you've got something around a project, but there's like mm. 40 to-do lists in there. Now you might have you might be able to put them into five categories, but you link it to something that you're passionate about. Like, you know, the result is I'm the best project manager in the world. And that's that's what you tend to look at rather than I've got to send this many documents. I've got to write that document. I've got to coordinate this report. I've got to redo the Gantt chart. I've got to update the budget. Actually, yes, I have got to do that. But the result I'm looking for is that um, I'm going to be the best project manager. And that's much more compelling. And also by categorizing, quite often you don't need to do as much as you think you need to do. And just I'm ruthless. I mean, oh, I will, I am ruthless. I will think, you know, I will do my planning and I will put effort into planning, but I will think, okay, what, what activities in here are really a must that will move the needle on me getting to my result? And I dump the rest of it. Yeah. Them. Like the 80, 20 rule. That's it the is. thing, isn't it? And people go, oh, I don't, but I would just say, just try it. Give yourself, give it a go. And the more you do it, the quicker the quicker it becomes. And also you tend to, your learning is a lot quicker because it's more sequential because of how you're organising and planning that actually you tend to go, oh, I remember doing that last time, so I'm not going to bother doing that. I'll do it this way because that was much quicker. Yes, no, blimey. So, okay, if you've suddenly become a single parent and I know like you've been mm. in that exec role, like how do you then... How do you tell either your employer or a new employer? Like, yeah. do you do you even tell them? Should you even tell? Uh, not so much your, your existing employer, but if you were to go and get a job or apply for a job, should you even be saying, oh, I know I'm a single parent? I don't, there's no one. Well, in the UK, legally, there is absolutely no obligation to tell anybody that you're a single parent. What I would say what I do is... There'll be a point in the conversation where something will come up that's quite general and I'll I will say something like, um, yeah, well, you know, so, you know, as a single mum, I do blah, 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 blah. It's just the throwaway comment and it's up to that person whether they've logged it or not logged it. I've not made it directly, but it's certainly been inferred. And if they pick up on it and start asking you about it, it's like oh they're probably that's that's could that's probably going to be difficult whereas if they just ignore it or go oh wow god how do you make that work and then they start asking you about it but it's a more interested way then it's not an issue so I think you don't have to tell anybody but I think sometimes you know if your boss knows and your boss is a good leader and a good role model it shouldn't be a problem and actually they should appreciate you you know it's it shouldn't have an impact on how you're seen you know it's your capability at work is not whether it's not about whether you're a no. single parent and like i know i know that i know their employers here are worried about the <laughs> focus of their single parents right but i think like you said earlier I think as a single parent, you're more focused on getting the tasks done, right? You're more focused because you because you need to get yeah. it done, and also your margin for error. Well, one there's that, but also for your, your margin for error of losing a job is much much narrower than if there's two people in the relationship. You know, you can't as a single parent, you can't afford to no. lose your job. You know, you're you're going to really make sure yeah. that it's safe. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. It's a delicate subject over here yes, a little bit at the moment. Um, there's a lot of number ticking. Um, employing a single parent isn't one of those numbers, but like colour, yeah. race, 
um, sex yeah. and age yeah. and all of those things tick bit, boxes yeah. over here. So it is quite interesting, mm. especially if you contract, because um, I have had mm. agents phone me going, okay, well, you're a white female you know and all of these things yeah. so we'll put you forward for this job because you actually give them a tick in the box if you're employed yeah, you're going and you go wow box. okay and I go yeah. okay and I feel sorry for yeah. my, some of my male colleagues yeah. then because I go well they're yeah. just as good at doing this job as I am so but ticking boxes and all of that stuff gotta love politics it's definitely yeah it is I think diverse inclusivity is a, it's a tough one because I think absolutely we need oh more yeah diversity you can go too far the other way it's it's a really difficult i mean it's a very difficult um it's difficult it to is, navigate. it is it's interesting very it's interesting mm. so where yeah. can people um get in touch with you can they get in touch with you online and like if they want to yeah. um speak to you about their challenges regarding you know working mm. life etc and like you have a website and and things like that don't you yes i do yeah so i have a website um which is www.jessicareese-griffith.com um and that's probably the the best place to go and on there you can book a book a call and it's it's absolutely free no obligation 30 minute just to kind of get lay of the land and just you know if there's a couple of things you can take away from that call that even just points you in the direction and I would just say you know if you want to do something today do it because you know a small change can make a really big difference um and I you know I I just love to help so people shouldn't feel like oh this will have to go on to something it's more about if if there is something useful and a value for someone to take away that they can start to, you know, just make a small change that they feel actually would make life a bit easier and help them to be who they want to be, then by all means book a call. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And then, you know, see where all of this goes. One yeah, call absolutely. might help them out. Exactly. Yeah. No, definitely. No, no, yeah. no. Awesome. Okay. And look, so one final question for you. Thank you for today. Um, oh, no, thank you. What book would you recommend to my listeners and why? And um, why? So a book I'd recommend is, um, it's a book by Professor Steve, um, Steve Peters, and he wrote a book called The Chimp Paradox, which is a kind of, management uh, model which is also a really good good read um as sort of working with colleagues etc but he wrote one for children called the hidden chimp and it's a great book because you can work through it with your child and I've done it twice with my daughter and it's a really nice book in that it's fun um but it introduces them to you know emotions and why they feel the way that they feel um, and there's kind of lots of exercises that you can do together. And I did it with Alice when she was about, um, I guess when she was about six. And then we did it again when she was nine, oh, wow. just to see how much it had changed. And it's quite a fun book, but I loved it because it was learning, but it was a great way to connect before bedtime. Um, and it was a bit more kind of um, interactive than sort of a storybook. So that would be my So do you actually, so is it a book that you read and there's exercises in it then? Or oh, Yes, okay. it's you just follow the book through and it's got, you know, where you can, you know, they name their chimp oh. and they, it's all, it's like really good fun. Yeah, no um, I find it really No, that's great. Yeah. Well, because, but you've given us two books there. So that's awesome, right? But I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. No, because it's good. I've, there's a few things that I've done with Oscar, like working through like how to deal with difficult situations and stuff like that and how yeah. you sit there and, you know, how you deal with it in your mind. And I don't know if any of it's gone yeah. gone in. We'll see. Um, but sure it's, it it's great what you say, though, because it's about like that was probably a couple of years ago. So it's about going back and just reiterating mm. and go. And all too often. And I'm trying to move him away from this, but all too often they just go through and he'll do it this morning, right? In the mornings, I'm not too worried about it, but he'll get up iPad straight on the iPad, right? And it's actually yeah. disengaging them 
from those devices. Mm. God love those devices. Yeah. But disengaging them from those devices and actually connecting, like you say. So something like that book yeah. and we play games and yeah, various different things good. like that to yeah. to reconnect because. Yeah. That's yeah. And my daughter loves painting. So um, a friend of mine, she's an artist, but, you know, we every time we go to her house, she always puts these huge paper everywhere. And it's just real, but we all paint a picture yeah. and then we talk about it and that's another that's a really nice kind of afternoon activity yeah yeah we do that as well um he likes le- <laughs> he likes learning how to draw from youtube so there's videos on youtube that they then copy there's videos on youtube that he likes um to watch that teach them to draw mm-hmm. like characters yeah they're like brilliant that. so My he sort of them. yeah he sort of gets ipad time but mummy and him sit and we draw the pictures together and then we compare our yeah. pictures and color them in and do whatever oh, nice. so that's pretty yeah. good um yeah so yeah so that's a good way of connecting and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. no that's cool look thank you so much for joining us today it's a great pleasure to talk to somebody from the home country as it were for me <laughs> um and to find out it's snowing there when we've had a lovely 26 degree oh, day no, i don't know if it's going to be hot this mad. week but um well thank you so much it's been a real pleasure no thank you no thank you and um look maybe we'll talk again soon yeah i'd love to thank you thanks for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear more please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts if you would like to support us further share this episode with your friends and family and finally drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content you want to hear just like this. If you want to check out our past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website www.strongsingleandhuman.com We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.